Hello and welcome to the CyberSec Study audio podcast for the new 8-domain CISSP exam. This is Domain 3, Episode 6, entitled Security Engineering. You're listening to the free version of this episode, which does not include all of the content that's available in the full version of this episode, located on the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. So let's begin. Let's begin this episode with physical security. Informational note number 28. The best location for a server room is near the center of the building. Informational note number 29. It's recommended that organizations don't operate in areas that are close to airline flight paths, freight lines, or chemical plants because they may be subject to explosions or crashes. Term number 244, drop ceilings or plunum space. Drop ceilings should not be used in data centers or areas that are near computer rooms. Some organizations use drop ceilings to hide cables, but raised floors are better for this purpose. Term number 245, raised floor. Raised floors are typically used in computer rooms. Raised floors can protect computer systems in the event of a flood and allow for easier access to cables. Informational note number 30. In order for combustion to take place, three elements must be present. Fuel, oxygen, and high temperature. Remove either one of these three elements and you will suppress a fire. Term number 246. Combustion. Mix the three elements of a fire together, fuel, oxygen, and high temperature, and you'll produce the chemical reaction we famously call fire. Term number 247, suppression. The Bing Dictionary defines suppression as the conscious or forceful action to put an end to something. And there are three ways to suppress combustion. Term number 247.1. Fire suppression method number one is remove the fuel, such as paper, wood, or plastic using water or soda acid. Term number 247.2. Fire suppression method number two is remove the oxygen by using carbon dioxide. Term number 247.3. Fire suppression method number three is reduce the temperature. And you can do this by using water. Term number 248. Categories of fire detection. The three categories of fire detection systems are heat sensing, flame sensing, and smoke sensing. Term number 248.1. 
Smoke Sensing Fire Detection. This is the standard smoke detector in most homes today. The one that the one that sounds an alarm when you burn food in the kitchen. They usually don't release any water. They just sound an alarm. Term number 248.2. Flame sensing fire detection. There are detection systems that can measure the ultraviolet wavelength of light to actually detect the presence of a flame. Term number 248.3, heat sensing fire detection. The sprinkler systems that you see in most homes with the red nib sticking out of it are heat sensing fire detection systems. When the red nib gets hot enough to melt, water is released. Term number 249, fire suppression systems. The primary fire suppression systems include term number 249.1, dry pipe. In dry pipe systems, the pipes are not filled with water. They're filled with compressed air and connected to a storage tank of water. The system is usually first activated by a smoke detector which causes the sprinkler heads to open. The compressed air rushes out and water fills the pipes. After a flame or heat sensor is activated, the water is actually released. I've also heard of these types of systems referred to as pre-action systems. Term number 249.2, wet pipe. In wet pipe systems, the pipes are filled with water, which can cause leaks or a greater risk of damage in the event of a false alarm. Wet pipe systems usually use heat-activated sensors to determine when water should be released. Term number 249.3, deluge system. Deluge systems release a very large amount of water from the sprinklers in a short period of time. Term number 250, classes of fire. Class A, B, C, and D. Term number 250.1, class A. The class A fire involves common combustibles as fuel, such as paper, wood, or plastic. The preferred suppression method for a Class A fire is water or soda acid. The water would suppress the fire by reducing the temperature of the fire, while the soda acid would remove the fuel. Term number 250.2, Class B fire. The Class B fire involves liquid petroleum products as fuel, that should be suppressed with a gas, carbon dioxide, or soda acid. The gas would interfere with the chemical reaction between the elements of a fire, such as fuel, oxygen, and high temperature. Term number 250.3, Class C Fire. The Class C Fire involves wires and electrical equipment as fuel 
and should be suppressed with soda acid, carbon dioxide, or other gases such as halon or FM200. Term number 250.4, Class D fire. The Class D fire involves combustible metals such as aluminum or magnesium as fuel and should be suppressed with a dry powder. Term number 251, soda acid. Soda acid removes the fuel of a fire. Term number 252, water. Water reduces the temperature of a fire. Term number 253, CO2, carbon dioxide. CO2 removes the oxygen from a fire. Term number 254, halon. Halon destroys the Earth's ozone layer, but low exposure to halon is considered harmless to humans. However, in concentrations of greater than 10% and in temperatures of 900 degrees or more, it can be harmful to humans. That concludes the free version of this episode. To purchase the full version of this episode and all of the other episodes for all eight domains, which contain more additional content for just $1 an episode, go to the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. You can purchase a USB drive with all of the full audio versions or download them instantly. You can also sign up for a two-week online or on-site boot camp for just $500. With my guarantee that you'll pass the exam the first time or I'll give you a full refund.